Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Why Me? I'm your host, Jake. In this episode, I talked with my friend Chase about the challenges she faced during her transition to university. Listen to this episode if you want to learn how Chase navigated her first year of university and how she thinks taking a proactive approach to mental health can benefit us. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Uh, this is episode 20, and I'm here with my friend Chase. Hi, <laughs> I'm Chase. Can you introduce yourself, please? Sure, Jake. Um, my name is Chase. I'm a third year politics student at Queens, and really happy to be speaking with you today on your podcast. Cool. On your 20th podcast. That yeah. is so exciting. That is exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Very Appreciate that. I really appreciate that. So you and I have talked a lot about this, but can you talk a little bit about your transition from high school to university? Yeah. Um, So it's funny now that we're in third year, it feels like a very long time ago that all of this occurred. Um, But I guess when you put it into perspective, it truly wasn't that long ago. Um, So... To put it into context, when I was in grade 12, I was having um, a really great time, like finishing off high school um, and just getting really excited about moving away from home. You are really involved. Yeah, I was, I was involved a little bit in high school. I was trying to leave my mark. Like, weren't, you the, my, <laughs> weren't you the head or something? I was student council president, right. which is like a really exciting, cool right. role to have. Um, and so I, what do you mean a little involved? <laughs> okay, I did some things. I did some things in high school, and I just, you know, was trying to figure out who I was as a leader, and I had a lot of positive experiences through being involved a lot in high school, which that made me so much more excited to um, attend university and to study what I loved, but then to also get involved in so many um, incredible ways. So, um, basically, throughout the entire, I don't know how long, 10 months, I guess, of the yeah. 12th grade, I was just so excited about moving away, starting fresh, starting university. It's literally so exciting, like applying and waiting to hear back and then making the decision and tutoring schools. Um, so, I always sort of had my eye on Queens, obviously, um, especially as someone who was as I said, involved throughout high school, like Queens is the dream school for anyone who sort of um, is interested in in clubs and extracurricular involvement. And there's just so many, there's so many ways yeah. to get involved. We, it's, it's incredible. It's really great. Um, so um, that really appealed to me, but I definitely considered other universities as well, just as every other person does when they're applying. Um, but as I said, I always sort of had my eye on Queens and then I finally decided and it was so exciting and I just kind of wished the rest of grade 12 away once I decided, um, probably like in the winter of grade 12 that, um, this was the place where I wanted to come. Um, and then the summer happened and then I moved away. Um, and then all of a sudden it was kind of a little bit sad. Um, definitely the first few days I'd say um, after you know saying goodbye to my parents and having it all sort of sink in that I was like 
province, um, starting this entirely new chapter, not really understanding my surroundings or who was around me or what I was about to sort of embark, um, embark in. Does that make sense? Embark, yeah. <laughs> embark, embark on. on. Either <laughs> embark on. Either one. Yeah. True. Um, and there was just a lot of sort of. I was very uncomfortable for the first, um, I'd say, extended period of time for a very long time. My entire first year. Let's just cut to the chase. First year sucked. Hey, your me. name's Chase. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, I'd say that initially, from the very beginning, like immediately, the transition was very hard, um, and then that sort of was a feeling that transcended into the entire uh, year. So what what was so hard about it? Do you think why why was it so um, challenging for you? So I think at the beginning. Um, those first few days that I keep referring to, I think that that was completely normal for me to feel. Like, I felt, you know, the typical, like, homesick, um, you know, being scared about meeting new people, feeling nervous, not knowing what's going on. And I think that that's very normal and typical. But at the same time, I sort of felt like I was the only person who was struggling with that feeling, which is absolutely ridiculous because I'm sure that everyone around me at that point in time Mm -hmm. felt the exact same way. For some reason, no one likes to talk about it. Um, That's why we're talking about it. Yeah, exactly. And then I think throughout the year, um, obviously that intense feeling of homesickness started to wear off a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it was still just the transition that I really struggled with. Um, Whether that be um, in terms of academics, socially, or being away from home, um, sort of trying to do my own thing, figuring out things that I wanted to do, you know, adjusting to living in a completely different environment. There's so many changes um, when it comes to transitioning into university. And I think that a lot of people focus on how exciting it is, which obviously it's so exciting, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that enough emphasis is put on the emotional side of how difficult the transition to university is. And I think that that's sort of problematic and it's something that I definitely dealt with. Cool. So, you know, you mentioned that the transition was hard and, you know, whether it was a mental illness or not, I'm just curious as as to whether you had signs of anxiety or any of that thing, any of anything similar during high school and when it all started. Yeah. Um, I'd say definitely throughout my high school experience, I struggled with maybe signs and or symptoms of anxiety. Right. Um, I think that that sort of just came along with um, the high school lifestyle and different things that I had experienced throughout high school. Mm -hmm. High school was obviously a very big time of personal growth and change as well, but in a different sort of way. Um, And everybody, I think, deals with a lot when they're going through high school. So Mm -hmm. I think that there were some moments and some periods of time where I struggled a lot with um, trying to understand who I was, um, what I cared about, the way that I felt, or my thoughts. Um, But I would say that that definitely intensified and became something more regular once I 
started here at Queens. And so when you say it became more regular, what what exactly became more I, regular, would you say? I just think that my my struggle sort of with the transition and everything that I've spoken about so far um, just turned into a constant feeling of almost like, I don't want to use the term identity crisis, but kind of like that. Throughout, the, throughout first year, I just didn't really know what life was. I didn't really understand who I was at all or what I cared about. Um, and that was for the entire sort of eight months uh, first year. I don't, I'm not saying that now, oh my God, now I'm in third year and I know everything about, <laughs> you know, who I am, what yeah, I like, what exactly. I care about, because I'm definitely not at that point and probably won't reach that point for a very long Ever. time. We still have lots of learning to do, I think. Um, we are very young. And yeah, I think that's are. another thing that sometimes we forget, especially in this environment, um, in the university environment. Um, we forget that we have our whole lives ahead of us. Right. Um, which I also think is a little bit problematic. It's really easy to get sort of caught up in this bubble of, you know, trying to do well in school, trying to have a social life, trying to take care of yourself, but also be involved in a million things and do well in school and have friends and literally everything. And it's just a sort of this repeating circle of like trying to be the best person that you possibly can, but it's so hard in this environment. Mm. Um, yeah. Why is it so hard? I don't know why it's so hard. I think because here we're constantly sort of thinking about the future mm. and what's to come and preparing ourselves for our future lives but that's also hard in this environment because in this environment it is not like the future you know what i mean we're mm. still just like studying and trying to develop who we are as people i don't know i don't know what i'm saying it's just a weird being an undergraduate student and being 20 years old is difficult. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of and course. I feel like people aren't talking about that. No. Wait, I broke I down some thoughts the other day about okay. this, actually. I'm going to read them. In your, mind. where did you write them down? Um, actually, my fake Instagram account, oh. <laughs> which I share with a few close people in my life. Um, I'll read it to you. Okay. You might have seen this. I don't know. I think you follow me. Maybe. I, I do follow it. <laughs> also known as a Finsta, for those listeners uh. out there that might not know. So, here are my thoughts on being in the university setting, but also having to think about the future, which I think is applicable to what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So, I wrote, the other day, <laughs> I was talking to my mom on the phone, and we were speaking about life and about the future and about some decisions that I've read recently had to make and this thought came to my mind as I was speaking <laughs> which is a thought that I said out loud and it was one of those odd and seldom circumstances where my mind was just making sense with what I was saying which doesn't, doesn't happen, happen that yeah. often yeah you know what I mean and I could actually sort of explain the feeling that I had um, I explained that it's hard but also very exciting to think about the future when you're in an environment like ours, i.e. the mm -hmm. university environment, because you are growing exponentially and constantly. 
I feel like in the past month, even, I've experienced so much. When I compare who I am today to who I was last year, I can't even. Um, I think that I have grown a lot and we have all grown a lot and it's truly inevitable in this environment to not grow and progress, which I think is beautiful and that's what life's all about. Um, but it's also extremely challenging and fast. Life is very fast here and if you blink, you really do miss it. So That's very poetic. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's so true. Isn't it true? Yeah. Yeah. But growth is not always, change isn't easy, right? Change is probably one of the hardest um, and underrated aspects of life, I think. Change is very hard. Yeah. Yeah. I struggle a lot with change, I think. I don't think anyone likes change, though, you know? But I feel that as you go through it more, you realize that it's not so... It's not so... Scary. You know, things will work out. Yeah. But... Maybe that's yeah. where most of my anxiety stemmed from right. at the beginning of first year. was just this impending doom of all of this change mm-hmm. and so many like, facets so of you, life. So you couldn't really put a finger on, on what it was. You think it was just... I think, yeah. No, mm. I don't know. I truly don't know. It was a lot of things. And why, why don't people share their you know, some of the experience they've had at university that might not be as positive. You know, we talked about a lot in, in first and second year that everyone says, oh, university are the best years of your life. And it was almost that you would feel guilty if it wasn't. And then you'd think, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And then you'd think, well, if these are the best years of my life, then, you know, Lord. Yeah. So why don't people talk about the, the hard times? Do, do you think that they, you know forget about them or don't like talking I don't know what do you think I wish I knew I truly wish I knew and the sad part is whenever I tell people um, and I have had many experiences over the past two years where I have told peers and friends and family members about the struggle that I feel like I went through Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of first year and sort of further whenever I tell people how I felt um, and um just the story in general, oftentimes my feelings are related to and like reciprocated back to me. So I'll be like, yeah, you know, in first year I had a really tough time transitioning, blah, 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 blah. And so many times people have said, oh my God, me too. Wow, I hated first year. Or yeah, the transition was really hard. Or wow, it was a big change. But it's like if I had have had somebody in, like during that time in my mm-hmm. life that, I could relate to and that was expressing those same feelings I would have felt so much better but instead I felt very alone um, but it's people like you that I'm so grateful for because I don't even know how this would have started but when we met in first year one of the things that we used to talk about all the time was how much we were sort of struggling mm. with you know being here and um, all of the changes that we are experiencing during first year um, so if there were more people like you, Jake, then the world would be better, I'm sure of it. But there aren't. And I don't know why people don't want to talk about it. But Do you think people are embarrassed? Them. Honestly, maybe. Because I was embarrassed. I remember going home um, for Thanksgiving in first year, mm-hmm. and all of my high school friends that were going to all different universities um, we obviously all got together and it was so fun. It was like, oh my God, how was September? Like, how was your first month of university? Yeah. 
And I remember they were all like, oh my God, it's so fun. Western, blah, rock, mastery, yeah. We're having so much fun, university's great. And inside, obviously, I was jealous and I was so confused because I was not having an excellent time. I was having a really hard time. But to be honest, back then, I was probably like, oh my God, I love Queens, yeah, university. Really, and you said that. I might have. Right. You know what? Mm. I definitely didn't, you know, sit down with them when they were talking about how quote-unquote great their experiences had been that far or at that point. And do they, do they know now that you didn't have such a great experience? Um, yeah, I've definitely opened up to a lot of people right. based on my experience. And, and, you know, have your high school friends admitted that theirs weren't? Absolutely, right. which is crazy. I remember the summer after um, first year had completely ended. Um, I... Uh, Definitely had some experiences where I opened up to my friends that were, you know, attending different universities and talked about the feelings that I had experienced, and they were like, oh yeah, same. And I was like, we should have told each other this a long yeah. time ago. But instead, maybe we were embarrassed. Maybe but we no one takes that first, first step. step, right? Yeah, which mm. is very problematic. Um, I wish that I had of. I... It just, I, it's just sad, you know what I mean? When something that you're looking forward to for so long, i.e., you know, university, mm-hmm. um, when it doesn't, anything in life, when it doesn't turn out the way that you were hoping it would turn out um, or the way that you were expecting it to turn out, I think that, like, epitomizes heartbreak, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's so sad. You have so many expectations and hopes based on how exciting, you know, the future of something's going to be. Right. And then when it's not that exciting or great, um, it's very sad. Mm. And so then I think we try to cover that up, which is also very sad. It is sad. Yeah. So how did you deal with everything that you were experiencing in first year? That's a great question. Um, I'm not sure... I definitely didn't deal with it in the best ways possible. Um, what is the best? What's the best way? I don't know. Well, I didn't reach out for any sort of, you know, professional help mm-hmm. based on the based on the ways that I was feeling. Right. And at this point, I do think that if I had have done so, then my experience may have been more positive. But did you feel that you should have? Um, did you did you know you no, were I struggling? Think I had thoughts. You had, I think right. I had thoughts that I should have been, you know, seeking further help right. based on right. the way that I was feeling. Um, I think that it got to a point where the way that I was feeling was so intense, um, and I didn't really know how to deal with it. And so I think that if I had of, you know reached out for any sort of helping hand, Mm -hmm. then it would have been a lot better. Right. Um, Obviously, I can't say for sure. I don't know. Um, But I think that in any capacity, um, there are professionals who, you know, devote their lives to assisting people who are dealing with mental health issues and mental illness. So likely that would have made my first year experience more positive. So how how did you deal with it? I... I think that one thing that helped would 
I think that I can say that one thing that did help was, sorry, getting involved. Um, my experience, like our experience together as yeah. first year interns for the student government here at Queens, I'd say we both had, you know, very positive experiences. Um, we had a unique opportunity as first year students to sort of, you know, see how the university worked, um, which is really cool just because, you know, not many people get to have that experience mm -hmm. from such early on. Um, obviously, I worked with um, someone who um, was absolutely incredible, um, one of the commissioners for the Alma Mater Society here at Queen's Art Student Government. Um, and he was sort of like my mentor throughout the first year. Um, he was a lot older, obviously he was a fifth year student coming back to work in the student government. Um, shout out to you, Greg, you're amazing. Um, but our experience together was great. Um, and he helped to support me a lot throughout different things that I was struggling with. Um, and I'd say that just in any capacity, like getting involved and trying to figure out what you care about and, and where your passions sort of lie is very important. And that's something that I think I would recommend to any um, incoming university student who feels like they're struggling with the transition. Um, if you um, take that effort, even though it can be so hard, I remember I almost didn't even go to our interview for our first year internship yeah. position because I was so scared of Queens and intimidated by you know the position and the people intimidated by me. I was intimidated by you. <laughs> the classic story of Jake and I is that um, we were standing outside of the interview room back in September of 2016, and I remember looking at him. He was wearing like a full suit. It wasn't a <laughs> yes. suit. I didn't have a suit. It was <laughs> okay. You were I, pretty dressed. I put up. things together. I was intimidated you by other put people. I did yeah. seriously. Anyways, I remember thinking in my head. Okay, there's like probably 20 first years outside yeah, I'd of this say, room. Yeah. And I was so nervous. And I remember thinking, oh my God, that guy, like he looks so scary. Like, And it was a group interview for you listeners, just for some context. And I was like, if I get put in the same group as him, I will, I will not, like I should just leave right now because he looks so intimidating <laughs> and I will not do well and he's so scary. And then lo and behold, guess you guys put in an interview <laughs> together there's so many like groups of four groups of three and then somebody who was supposed to come to our interview didn't show up so then i thought jake, you were intimidating oh yeah interesting anyways jake and i got put <laughs> in the same interview we did this two and a half hour group interview yeah, it was together really long. he would steal some of my answers she stole my ideas anyways i don't even know what i was talking about first year oh yes get yes, involved if you're struggling i think that getting involved is so important it's so hard to put yourself out there. How do you decide? You just do a little bit of research. Um, I'd say that every school ever has so many incredible opportunities, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what you're studying. But Queens is. Queens is the best, right. <laughs> no bias, but um, it's so important to just try new things, to put yourself out there. As I keep saying, it's very difficult, but sometimes you just have to, you know, Take a couple deep breaths and know your worth and be ready for um, uncertainty and know that like, you know, you have a whole future ahead of you. So now's the time to start figuring out what you really care mm. about. Um, and 
I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to get involved early on because that experience just helped me. It really helped me. It, it helped me, you know, not only learn more about the school, which was important because I had no idea where I was, um, but I also had a great mentor. And then I also just was able to do great things. So I think that that helped build a lot of sort of confidence. Um, and then that position led into a lot of other interesting and fun things that I've got to do here at Queens. So, um, so what do you what do you do at Queens? <laughs> I do a couple of things at Queens. Just a couple. Five or six? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I think it's five. Those She's involved in five or six things. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. So looking back, you know, you've, you've touched on this a little bit, but when you started in first year, is, is there anything anyone could have done or said or anything you could have done that would have made things easier? Do people not really tell you that? I think, well, obviously, like, my parents did. Right. My parents are the most amazing people ever. I would be absolutely nowhere without them. Um, I know this past year um, on Bell Let's Talk Day, I posted this text message that was from my dad that was from one of the first few days of me, mm -hmm. like, moving to Queens. And he said something so just so... It was, it was what I needed so much at the time. He said you know, just relax, you know, take it all in, and um, every day things will get easier, and every day you'll become more comfortable with your surroundings, something right. along the lines of that. Just little things like that, I really, I think that I needed to know, and I needed to be reminded of, and I'm so thankful that I had my parents do, to do that for me. Did that, also, did that help you in the moment? Did you? Um, maybe not in the moment, um, but as time progressed, for sure. Um, it's a good, rem good reminder. Yeah, a good reminder. Right. But also I wasn't seeking support. You know what I mean? I, I, it's hard for me to say that those things would have helped so much because I wasn't looking up to people to tell me those things. Right. And I wish that I had of. Um, just because, I, as I keep saying, I think that that would have made my entire first year a lot more enjoyable. Right. Um, but... Yeah, it definitely is the little the little messages and reminders um, like that 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 truly that truly helped. And now, like looking back at something like that, just is so beautiful and it's so nice because it reminds me of how much I feel like I've grown since that period in time and how much 
I've just, you know, progressed as a person. Right. Um, even though it's only been two and a half years since that point, I'm a completely different person. And those struggles that I experienced totally shape, you know, who I am today. Um, so I wouldn't change a thing. I think that I went through that um, and became a stronger and more confident person because of the way that I felt. Um, but yeah, it's nice to look back on that um, and to, you know, reflect on a message that was sent and to now know that, you know, I, I made it through and that, yeah. and that everything ended up being okay. Right. But that's not to say that I, you know, love life every single second and that now Queens is great and that I'm totally comfortable with my life all the time because that's <laughs> entirely untrue. Um, but I think that I have come a long way since those right. you know, fun days of September 2016 and onward of first year. Yeah. Do you find that, I, I know for me that you know, the feeling that I felt in first year, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of pushed it to the back of my my head, and I, and I don't, it's not that I don't think about it, I just, it kind of feels more similar to a distant memory than something that I actually went through. Um, and, you know, looking at, at texts that my parents sent me, you know, in the moment when I was going through those things, I... I thought this was dumb, this is, you don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, it's interesting now to look back and say, you know what, yeah, that, that was really true. It's just in the moment I wasn't willing to, to hear it. Yeah. So, you know, my question is how can we help each other, help whatever parents, kids, family members, people that we're supporting when they're feeling that way to make sure that the message that we're explaining to them really connects with them and, and is helpful to them. Because I'm not convinced that it always is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that question makes sense. No, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I think that based on not only, you know, the things that I've experienced, but also the things that many, many of my peers and friends and family members and acquaintances have experienced based on you know, struggle and mental illness, mental health issues, um, there's one conclusion that I've come to, and I think it's that in any sort of, you know, societal institution at this point, some of the main issues can be found in the fact that things are based on being, you know, reactive, but not proactive. So I think that when it comes to the topic of mental health, it's like, oh, you know, if you're struggling, if you're feeling like this, then, you know, come here and do this mm -hmm. or do that or do that. And that's very reactive um, because it sort of implies that if you're feeling a certain way, then you have to, you know, go and do X, Y, Z. But instead, I think that a better way to sort of manage the intense and global issue of, of mental illness um, would be to approach it in a more proactive way and help to support people to have strong mental health in whatever way possible. Mm -hmm. um, that would be more productive and effective and impactful than um, 
having to always be reactive, you know? Just having those conversations early yeah, on. Yeah, having the conversations right. early on, um, as opposed to, you know, allowing people to get so overwhelmed, to get so stressed, to feel so upset that they then have to go reach out. Instead to promote, you know, healthy lifestyles or right. um, a healthy way of thinking, a healthy way of coping um, before it gets to be too much for someone. For someone like me who, you know, was struggling because of a hard transition, I think that some of those proactive approaches um, would have been very helpful. Um, and I don't think that I experienced those. And I think that that's a flaw in so many, you know, um, post-secondary institutions you know, around the globe, quite frankly. Um, I think that people aren't doing enough to promote um, the importance of mental health and having, you know, good mental health. And I think that we've seen that that has become detrimental. So what can we do? We need to be proactive. And, you know, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of ways to be proactive, but I think that you know, we seriously need to start thinking seriously about being more proactive and to not allow people to reach such terrible breaking points that we've seen. Because right. it's because it's it's a huge problem and nobody should ever have to, you know, experience those feelings. Mm. Cool. Is there what advice would you have to a, a first year that's that's listening and, and might be, you know, connecting with some of the things that, that you were saying and that you struggled with in first year? What would you say to them? I'd say, come talk to me. Let's get a tea and talk. <laughs> no, I would say, um, I would say if you, if you are feeling like, you know, some support would be effective, then please just go get it. Um, I think that... As support, you mean counselors? Right, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, I think that that's obviously very important. Uh, even if, you, you know, you're just feeling kind of lousy and you realize that you've been feeling kind of lousy for like a month, you know, maybe you should reach out. Even if it's just, you know, to a friend to just talk about the way that you're feeling. I think that um, a lot of people, obviously, as, as I've been saying, that people don't like to necessarily express their feelings for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that it's really important to reach out to, you know, people that you love and trust and care about or, you know, reach out on a professional basis. Either way, talking about the way that you feel is very important. And I don't think that I have done enough of that in my life. I don't think that I've, you know, used resources that are available to me. Um, and I don't think that I've talked to people that I care about enough about the way that I feel, which is, you know, not good. So I definitely recommend, I would definitely recommend um, to anyone that's struggling, especially with regards to, as, as we're talking about, somebody that's transitioning into mm -hmm. the university setting. Um, so I think that just reaching out to people is very important. Um, other ways in terms of entering university specifically, as I said, I think getting involved, even when it was so hard 
for me too. Right. Even when I was so scared um, too. I am so glad that I did. I know that, you know, my experience here wouldn't have been the same if I didn't do that back in first year. So I think that that's another way to truly feel more comfortable with your surroundings and to feel a part of, you know, the bigger sort of world. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. it really is. And there's so many exciting things um, in the world, in universities, in the world, <laughs> around the globe. It's amazing. Um, and I think that through that, you can really feel part of something. And that is a great way, I think, to feel more comfortable in your surroundings. Also, take breaks when you need to. I don't know why we've reached a point where everyone's so obsessed with, you know, sleeping for two hours and going to six meetings today. And Who does that? <laughs> two hours. I think some people, no, I'm just, I, obviously I'm exaggerating, I, okay, but... You know, people are obsessed with having the busiest yeah. lifestyles. I don't like, get that. I do this, this, this. Look at my calendar. I'm doing this. Um, you definitely don't do that, right? even though you're. <laughs> I think you're one of the most underrated. I don't like. I don't know if I can say that busy person. I know. You know what I mean. I'm. What do you mean? I don't know how to explain this. Is you're very busy, but you don't tell people you're busy. You, do you know what I mean? Oh. Do you not agree? Well, you're, you know, you say, oh, I'm involved with a couple of things. Well, I know that you're involved with about five things, and you are taking all these courses, and, and you're very busy, but you don't, you don't say, oh, I'm so busy, I'm, I'm running on whatever, I'm meant to sleep, and that kind of thing. Okay. You know what I mean? I, you're I welcome. Think, I think I should take that as a compliment. Because I, I believe it to be a compliment, yeah. It, it was intended as a compliment, and I think it's, I think it's a good thing, because it means you're, you know, you're prioritizing the things that are important, right? I'm trying to. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, hard. That's another thing. Prioritize, you know, manage your time. That's one of the most difficult things that I encounter. Right. Um, just generally. Not like, I wouldn't say that that affected me emotionally too much, but that was more of a, I'd say, I don't know, just an annoying thing to have to deal with. Right. Um, upon entering university, it's hard when your classes are going to be at like 8 o'clock at night, but also like, eight o'clock in the morning yeah. you want to you know do things and you want to make friends um and you're trying to find time for all of that somehow um don't ask me about how to make friends i don't know how to do that um but time management is also very important and that's something that i'm that i struggle with um, <laughs> that you said you said that very um i'm just gonna bluntly for any struggle with but you don't you don't wear the you don't wear a busy badge of honor, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and a lot no of people a lot of people for, do. But no disrespect for people who do. Oh they're no 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 not at all. Not at all. But it's so important to just take care of ourselves. Yeah. But I'm learning how to do that. I am still you know we're in third year we're almost halfway through third year I'm still learning how to prioritize I'm still learning how to manage my time I'm still learning how to just write things down in my agenda. But I forget. Um, <laughs> I'm still learning how to cook food. You know, I've been eating a lot of Cobra bagels lately. I told you that. Mm. Lots of coffee. Um, <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> For all you listeners out there, Jake is judging. Don't coffee. drink coffee. Um, yeah, don't. It's a trap. Anyways, I'm still learning. That's the thing. Yes, I went through some tough times. <laughs> I'm still going through some tough times. But the beauty is 
we've learned. I think that we've mm. both learned a lot. Yeah. As I said, we've grown. We've grown so much, and life is so fast. If you blink, you miss it. That's from Paris Rulers. They are. But okay. Great. Anything else you'd like to say to wrap up? I would like to say. Can I talk about my tattoo? Sure. Okay. So. <laughs> you don't have to ask permission. <laughs> I would just like to. Um, something um, that I was really excited about um, and you were one of the first people that I told just to let you know about my idea so I have this little X on my wrist now I ran away to Montreal for two days over our reading break where'd you stay I stayed in the Airbnb in the plateau mm. yeah it was really nice it was cool I was just alone by myself for two days um, it, was, it was like just rejuvenating chill. yeah rejuvenating yeah anyways so I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna run away to Montreal for two days and get a tattoo. Kind of crazy, people keep laughing at me. Um, but I got this little X. Now, in many forms, X represents the unknown, right? But that's I didn't know that, math but... or algebra. Oh, like, it's oh. Like a oh <laughs> it's a variable. Everyone's reaction. Oh. Everyone is like, what? X is the unknown? Oh, oh. math, <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Um, so X is a variable always in math. Duh. Yeah. Anyways, um, is so there a dot on it too? No. Oh. Oh, it's a freckle. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so um, X represents the unknown, as we know, and as or maybe we don't know. Ooh. Anyways, <laughs> don't laugh at me. Okay. Anyways, I just think that it's not healthy to be obsessed with you know being certain about everything and attempting to figure out all of the answers in the world and to know everything and to try to know everything about the future um, and to not live sort of in the present moment as cheesy as that sounds I think that it's it's so important to mm -hmm. just you know live in the now um, and to not you know, worry too, too much about the past and to not worry too, too much about the future. Um, and I think that, you know, as a culture, we are so wrapped up in wanting to know all of the answers to everything in life. And it, I think that it's important that we step back and try to live out the questions, you know, until one day they become answers. So I have this little X on my wrist. For me, it means that the unknown is okay and that I don't have to be certain about the future and I don't mm. have to know everything. And I'm just going to live with being okay with not knowing all of the answers because one day we'll figure out the answers. Who's to say we have to know? Nicely put. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I have to come back soon. <laughs> this podcast is produced in collaboration with CFRC.ca in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. For more information, 
or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.